Ready to go? Yeah. I'm ready. I thought you said we were starting the stream. I was starting the, the show. I was, I was so confused for a moment. The, the show is starting. Next to nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, it's the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. How are you doing, Green? I'm here. I'm alive. I'm chilling. How are you? I am doing fantastic. With us, like 99.9% of the time. I think he's getting his average back up now. Uh, it Gotta is raise those numbers. Gotta <laughs> raise those numbers. It's the powerful, it's the beautiful RevSpen. Padre, how are you doing this uh, today? Oh, man, I am doing fantastic. I'm full as a tick. I had good food and some ice cream. Going to be some problems later with that, I'm assuming. But all in all, doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, before the show starts, I really want to say, guys, we appreciate you all for joining, uh, watching and listening. It means a lot to us that you guys would join us. We hope that you guys had a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving and uh, a couple of things before the show starts. If you miss any part of the show, you guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and everywhere podcasts are found. We do have a question of the week this week. It is... What were some of your Black Friday pickups? Let us know here live in the Twitch chat or in the YouTube comments, or you can tweet out at us. If you guys are watching uh, live or on uh, YouTube, make sure you do subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit like, and uh, drop a comment. It helps us out quite a bit. Um, anything else that we need to get rid of, uh, or not get rid of, uh, <laughs> take care of on the top of the show? get rid of uh, i mean we do need to get rid of like i don't know ticks ticks are pretty rough we if we can get rid of those those things suck yeah mosquitoes yeah dude mosquitoes suck wasps yeah, yeah. especially wasps yeah wasps i mean the only thing wasps are good for are figs wait but what? that's oh you uh certain figs need uh wasp to pollinate neat uh-huh. Fuck they actually the uh the uh are you seriously dude we've been live for fucking two minutes you're starting already green <laughs> um so the wasp actually get uh like absorbed by the by the figs it's pretty gnarly not so not not fuck figs anymore is it they're, they're savior <laughs> green they're saviors <laughs> yeah you guys should look this up it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty bizarre. All right. Um, so <laughs> I have today is probably going to be the Danny K show, by the way. I have two games to talk about and I played uh, it's a rare it's a rare occurrence on the show when we play a card game. Um, like an actual card game, not something like Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Duel Links or something. Actual mm-hmm. physical card game. I picked this card game. It's 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 right here. I have it right here. I have props ready. So uh, this game is called Trash Pandas. I picked it up um, last week when I needed something for me and my siblings to do. Um, It is by GameRight. I picked it up at the Wally World, otherwise known as Walmart. Um, And doing a little bit of research online, it looks like it can be picked up for $10 from most retailers like Target, Walmart, Amazon, and, and a few others. 
The game is for uh, two to four players and everything is in the box. So there's no additional setup required. Like you don't have to like have, you know, a special game match or anything like that for it. Uh, the game comes with cards, instructions, a single six-sided die, and six tokens. Um, the basic idea of the game is to draw cards from the center and try to stash cards, which will be used for scoring points at the end of the game. Um, so to start the game, you get your you get your players, and the first player starting out gets three cards. The second player gets four, and so on, up to six. Um, the first player is determined by who took the trash out last, or, you know, if you want to just, you know, pick a, the player one, that's fine, too. Um, <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> that's, that, is that your way of saying, like, half of us don't know who took the trash out last, or if, it, if it's even been taken out? Because, same. <laughs> right, right. Or it's also my way of saying, like, you know, if I have my siblings here, I probably took the trash out last and I don't want to go first every time. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair, to be fair. Uh, because, you know, it's my home. <laughs> uh, this is my house, Todd. I get to be Mario. You have to be player two. <laughs> <laughs> so on your turn, you roll the die and from the result, you take a corresponding token from the center. So the die, I'll actually pull it out here. Um, and I, I apologize to our audio only listeners but the die has little illustrations on it um, and each illustration corresponds to a token these little wooden tokens so I don't know how well that can be seen so each one corresponds to a token and so you roll your die and from the center, you take the corresponding uh, corresponding token. You can roll the die again as many times as you want until you get all six tokens. But if you roll a result that you've already gotten, then you lose your turn. Um, each token correlates to an action that you can take. And there's actually a handy little uh, quick guide here that tells you all the things that you can do. So some of the actions that you can do uh, is draw up to two cards, stash up to two cards. You can either draw or stash one card. Um, you can steal a card, reveal. There's one action that's a little complicated. It's um, you reveal the top card of the deck and other players can stash that card if they have it. Uh, and then if, so if we're playing, I reveal it and you guys have that card and you want to stash it, um, if both of you re, uh, stash, then I get to draw three cards. If only one of you stashes, I get to draw two cards. And if none of you stash, I get to draw the one card that I revealed off the top. And then uh, probably the most boring of them all is the recycle, which lets you reuse any of the other tokens. So if you have the recycle and you want to steal two cards, you can do that. You can, you know, use the use the card one or use the token to steal one card from a player and then steal another card. Um, each card has an effect that you can use by discarding it to a trash pile. Uh, for example, there's a card called mm Pie, and all the cards have cutesy names. Um, that can be used to resolve a token twice in one turn, 
So if you have a, uh, a token that you want to um, use twice, like say you like want to draw one or draw one or stash one, like the, the, the card that lets you do either or, then you could use that to stash it twice. If you want to stash twice, if you wanted to. Um, there are also cards that you can, or uh, another example is the Nanners card, which can be used to make someone roll again. So if you want them to lose their turn, bust out, um, you can you can roll that and try to get them to bust. Uh, Doggos and Kites can be used to counter someone stealing. Um, the Doggos lets you say, nope, you're not going to steal from me. I'm going to draw two cards. Kites says, nope, you're not going to steal from me. I'm going to steal from you. Um, the game ends when the last card in the deck has been drawn. And points are determined by who has the most of a card type. So each card has a first, second, and third place like uh, scale on it. So for an example, if you have the most Nanners, uh, you'll get the first place points of seven points. If you get the second place of the Fish cards, you get three points. And if you guys tie, so if me and Green Elite both have um, four cards of the four of the Fish cards to tie for like first place, we'll get. Um, what, let me let me double check. Ah, here it is. Uh, so if we both are tied for first place, instead of five, we'll get four. Both of us will get four. Does that make sense? Did I did I lose you guys at any point in explaining the game? No, I, like I'm I'm not much of an audio learner, but I'm I'm really enjoying the names of the cards because I'm a simple man. Yeah, they're all really <laughs> cutesy. Um, Kitties and doggos. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's all real cutesy shit. Uh, so I played this game with my siblings, um, 12 and 14, and my mom and my stepdad. Um, and after one round with both groups, we picked it up pretty quick. It's like one game, by the end of it, they perfectly understood how to play it. Second game, there was basically no questions. Um, the box does say for ages eight and up. I think you could probably get a six-year-old to play this pretty okay. <laughs> I don't think there would be... I mean, it might be a little bit of a struggle, but I don't think it's going... Especially if you have a, a six-year-old who likes playing games, I think they'll be pretty good at, at dealing with it. Um, overall, I actually really like this. I picked it up for a quick $10. I can't complain about it. The construction of the game is pretty all right um i do worry that the tokens might rub off some paint if you play it a lot but that's not like a huge um it's not like a super huge concern um the it's all really self-contained i mean what i showed you guys the box um i mean that really was it that was all that was that was there it's really good to like throw in a bag for like a trip um or you know you know like a trip or um like a like a play date or something like that it so it travels fine it's not like you're gonna have a big bulky thing with you um the game is clean which is a plus if you want if you want to play with kids or play around kids it's not like something where uh like cars against humanity or snake oil isn't like inherently dirty but people can get dirty with it i think 
Right. So it's not a game where where you have to worry about kids being around um, to play it. Uh, so yeah, I recommend picking it up, especially for how cheap it is. I, I mean, a, a nice blast. I, I really do thoroughly enjoy this game. Hmm. Thoughts, questions, opinions, questions, opinions, I thoughts? I have to try it because, like, we've been playing a lot of Phase 10 at the house, and I fucking hate that game so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's so unfair. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here. I, I'm kind of finding, you know, I mean, I could probably get into it because I'm trying to find something to bide my time at least until Mantis Falls comes out. And it seems like, you know, it's something maybe I could go ahead and, like you said, you know, maybe a six-year-old could play it. I could get Aiden into it and get him kind of thinking, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's not super complex in terms of strategy. Like, you can get kind of complex with the strategy, but, you you know, for the most part, it's who has the most cards? And and how do you get the most cards? Uh so there's there's not a ton in you know there's dice and you know a lot of like the really fun aspects of you know suspense and like apparently my little brother just sucks at rolling dice like he busted a ton for whatever reason the poor kid couldn't get a turn to save his life <laughs> so there's there's some of that too where you know you kind of you kind of see the 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 luck of the dice play out I hate I like I'm I don't hate per se, but I don't like luck based games a lot of times just because people still like brag and they get like arrogant with it. I'm like, you got lucky. The whole game is luck. You know, kind of like Mario Party. A good portion of Mario Party is luck. But like, I will fist fight somebody in a game of Mario Party for bragging. It well, and I'll say like in terms of like luck to skill, it's kind of like I would say it's like a twenty eighty. Right. The luck really comes in on in you can roll the dice once you can roll the dice three times. You could roll the dice. There's like a bonus if you get all six tokens Mm -hmm. where you basically get to do it all over again. Right. So if you if you roll the dice in every in all six of your rolls or however, because you can there are cards that let you redo rolls or whatever. But Mm. um. You, if you get all of the tokens, then it lets you you do all of those tokens, and then it lets you roll a three more times for a total of nine actions in a round, not counting yeah. whatever you do with your cards afterwards. Right. So the the I mean that's the like that's the biggest thing about the luck. It's in like I said twenty percent luck in eighty percent skill, fifteen percent. Co- oh, sorry. <laughs> concentrated power of will um emca right yeah mike shinoda's coming for us right <laughs> mike shinoda's gonna sue the shit out of us um so yeah yeah 20 percent luck 80 percent skill uh you know it, it does take some strategizing and some thinking and you know i you're not gonna get by just on luck in this game so yeah, again, I highly recommend it. I think it's worth a pickup. Find it in your local game aisle. I, I will say this: uh, when it comes to games like that, Target does a banger job of keeping their game aisle stacked with good stuff. That's where I picked up uh, the Blockbuster Movie Night um, game, which is a ton mm-hmm. of fun. And also, what was that? There was another one I picked up there. Um, oh, what do you meme? 
which is a ton of fun. Target kills it in the board game aisle and cards and whatnot. Yeah, my my local Walmart did not have a great board game aisle. Yeah, ours I mean, doesn't either. So maybe I I need to go check out the the Target aisle or something or I don't know. I'm not super familiar with like some of the smaller local businesses around here, so maybe there is like a smaller game store that I should yeah. check out, but uh I, you know, didn't exactly have any reason to go to a local gaming shop before the Rona um, for the few months that I lived here before everything shut down. But yeah. Um, OK, so if that's all we had on Trash Pandas, I can move on to my next game. Um, which is Dark Fracture Prologue the prologue the prologue so dark fracture prologue is a first person horror game that is currently free to play on steam it's by twisted two studios uh the minimum specs for this game are windows 7 or newer 64-bit operating system an intel core i3 equivalent or higher an nvidia geforce gtx 560 or amd radeon r7 250x or higher a six gigs of ram three gigabytes of hard drive space and requires DirectX 11 the basics of dark fracture prologue is uh, you play as a character who works at a morgue slash body farm late at night struggling with his own mental health at the at work you begin to experience some strange occurrences so pretty standard or kind of generic setup right right like a very very uh heard this before kind of uh-huh. thing yeah <laughs> oh you're you're someone who struggles with mental health you must Shit. be a bad guy or you must be of course you're gonna start experiencing the strange stuff okay uh you work at a place that's creepy check <laughs> right like oh you work out in a hospital or a cemetery or an abandoned warehouse or right like yeah i mean the setup is kind of eh. um i do have a let's play of this on my channel so you guys can check that out on the youtube channel uh let me get to some of the good things the game does uh the game is very atmospheric and moody like all good horror games should be the game runs well feels smooth uh and i I mentioned this mostly because stuttering and jittering and getting caught on stuff in a horror game is more frustrating than almost anything else in this genre (laughs) like especially because you know like you have all these strobing lights and shit and if you can't tell if it's supposed to be a part of the game or just poor optimization it pisses me off right (laughs) thankfully most of the horror games are designed to run on potatoes but i have run into it before um i will say one thing with the with the prologue sound design is done really well everything sounded like it belonged uh nothing sounded overtly like a stock sound uh I did notice that free sounds or something similar was in the credits when I when I did play it. But I think if you recall when we talked about um oh what was that one game that we played that we also got green to play. Locked up. Locked up, yeah. 
uh, there was like some sounds that were just like obviously stock sounds like they didn't sound like they were in the environment. Uh, there's nothing like that here. So good on them. Um, so some critiques I have of this because so this is a the the dark fracture is apparently still in development. It's supposed to come out quarter one uh, 2021. So if the devs see this while they're still working on it, here are some things that I, I should say. Um, first off, and I don't really think this would be something that they can really fix now, but the game looks generic. So many of these horror games are just, they just look the same. There's no stylistic difference between them. All the assets feel like they just came from the same store. The same color palettes are used. Uh, they all go for the the realistic 3D environment with no other stylistic changes at all. Right? There's no there's no outlining or cell shading or there's no swapped up color palettes. There's nothing. Right, they all just look like a generic first-person shooter walking simulator kind of style. You guys know what I mean. Um, so that's that's kind of a strike against it. I think they're going to struggle with that in the marketing department um, because it's they're going to it's going to make people. Well, doesn't that just look like Outlast? Doesn't that look like Locked Up? Doesn't that look like everything else? You know. Um, layers of fear layers of fear server etc exactly um i think the biggest thing i noticed and you can actually see this in my in my gameplay is the throw button right you pick up an object and it says t to throw it only sort of worked um i picked something up i pressed t and the item dropped from my hand uh, later, I picked up another object, like a coffee cup. I did the same thing, and it got fucking yeeted out of my hand. <laughs> Just, <whoop. laughs> um, and I tried it a few different times to see if it was like a press and hold kind of situation, like you need to do some sort of wind up or aim it properly, and it didn't work. <laughs> I was really confused because it said throw, like throw the, you know, throw the object, and I'm like. Uh, throw I guess this is a throw just letting it fall out of my hand is a throw for that object I don't know Um, overall I think the game is pretty alright <laughs> I know strong endorsement uh, it took me about 40 minutes to play the prologue of a game that hasn't been released yet for a free game it's good it's a good quick romp um something good for a Friday or a Saturday night for sure. Being honest though, I'm not sure if I'm really interested in the full game. I think I've said this before on the, on the stream or on the, uh, on the, uh, on the podcast, but like full length horror games don't really interest me that much. Um, in these small, what's that? Same. (laughs) And mostly because they're just tiresome, right? Like they, 
Yours a oh yeah, so boring, so so tiresome, <laughs> just the worst. My issue, my issue with full length horror games, like longer ones, is that I eventually just like end up hitting a spot where I like it stops becoming scary because like I'm being chased by something and uh-huh. it catches me a few times, so it's less scary. That was something I feel like Layers of Fear One did really well. Um, there was no go back and try again. You know, you all, it caught you. Go back and try again. You know, mm-hmm. Layers of Fear Two had that, but but yeah, I mean, after a while, like I. I Man, if it takes like longer than three to five hours to complete, maybe a max of 10, I'm probably not going to complete that game. Yeah. Well, and it's like for me, like a horror game, especially if it's longer, right? Oh, you got to you, you can start out the game. You're, you're terrified. You're creeping. You want to see what's around the corner. You got to peek a little bit, right? You know, shh, 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 slow, 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 slow. And by like hour three, right? Like hour three, you're still doing that. You're still trying not to get caught by the monster, right? You you have oh you hear the xenomorph, oh hide in the fucking locker, right? Like that's like hour three still, and it's like you, it doesn't change, and that gets old. And if you're still doing that by like hour five or six, interest is gone. Interest is gone. That's why. That's I how did, remothered was for me. Yeah, remothered was a huge one like that for me. Like it, the the premise of it was great. It was pretty creepy, but. Mm-hmm so all of that that little detour there to say i'm not interested in the full game this is one of those situations where i appreciate that the dev put it out for free i i i enjoyed what i played i thought it was a nice little romp i would like to pay the developers for the thing that they gave me and i this is one of the situations again where i would love if steam had like a tipping system that'd be pretty cool right a you um you you know you enjoyed this game you got it for free maybe tip the devs sure i would i would give uh i would give you know two two dollars maybe two dollars fifty for this as a thank you for a, a fun 40 minute romp on a on a thursday uh night is that i think and i recorded that <laughs> so well, is there any particular reason that Steam doesn't have that that they've addressed or anything? Or no, I just think it, it. I just think it's a feature they haven't implemented at all, or maybe haven't had enough requests for. Interesting. Because yeah, because I mean, HIO does it really well. Yeah, the pay for what you want. I I like that pay for what you want aspect, and maybe for maybe for Steam, it has something to do with their their cut ratio maybe they require like consistent cuts maybe um i don't know <laughs> i don't know that's actually a really interesting question um so yeah that's dark fracture i think it's worth picking up on steam especially if you're looking for something scary to do hey green yes sir you want to make some money do I want to make some money? <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> no. Oh, come no. on, bud, bud. No. I'd be willing to drop $20 on that. Same. No. Guys, let us know in the chat or in the YouTube comments if you'd like to see Green play Dark uh, Dark Fracture Prologue. No. <laughs> He's like, you can say all you want. Doesn't mean I'm going to fucking play it. <laughs> ooh, ooh, wait, can I, can I use this as a challenge? Can I use this as a challenge for our audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we can, 
if we can get 20 likes on the YouTube channel or on the YouTube video, will you watch, will you play it? How many likes on the how many likes on the YouTube at video? least 40, if not 50? I think that's pretty doable. I think it's doable. 40 or 50? <laughs> uh, you know, I'll give you the benefit of that. How about 50? Actually, I okay. think I think if they want it hard enough, they could go for 60. Uh, we'll keep it. We'll keep it 50. We'll keep it 50. 50, 50, 50 <laughs> likes. No, no shysty shit by, by Danny. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't. Tra- what? Why? Would, why would I get shysty with it? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know you. You don't know me. <laughs> We've only been doing the show for a year. Have I ever tried to shyst you out of something? Well, no. Well, uh, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Don't mention the uh, Outlast situation. <laughs> you sent me. You you said, "Hey, you want to play this game?" Sound it sounded like an FPS game. I'm like, "Oh, sure." Then he sends me the video. <laughs> like, it's this type of game. Uh, I can't believe you said yes. Like, you motherfucker. They said no takes these backsies. That's right. <laughs> no takes these backsies. <laughs> so yeah, if we can get 50 likes on this video, we'll get Greenleaf to play this. I might throw in some cash for him too. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'll have to show up and like sit by you as you as you play it on stream and like hold your hand. Will that make it better? No, you're <laughs> the imposter. <laughs> you're always infected. Always. <laughs> this isn't deceit, motherfucker. Um, Green, you got a little story for us here to talk about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah uh yeah yeah uh so this is a story an article that was brought up by uh nme.com uh apparently some unreleased cosmetics as well as like all the cosmetics in the game for assassin's creed valhalla the newest assassin's creed game um have been unlocked by a guy who was modding the game um unlocked them for free uh uh it was his name uh, Badum but Badum but but uh bum on Nexus mods created an inventory editor mod which allowed play, allows players to download it in excess premium cosmetics such as the Berserker Valkyrie Draugr and Hold of Folk packs on PC. So it's like a way of circumnavigating the the pay to get this sh- uh, shit um, to get the actual cosmetics in the game for free versus paying for them, which is uh, you know, pretty shysty. I mean, I like I I get it sticking sticking it to the man, sticking it to the corporate elite, but uh, uh, that's illegal. So so it actually when you describing it had gave me a question here mm-hmm. were these premium cosmetics already were they included in the download yeah they were in the i would assume that like, they're like in the download of the game like in the mm-hmm. sa- in the save files but like you had to purchase them to to get them okay so it, it was a lot like several years ago there's like the whole paid dlc thing but it came mm-hmm. on the disc 
right? So when the game shipped, it, it, that was on Street Fighter, I think. It was like on Street Fighter 4 where... I think so. Um, where if you... Uh, bought Street Fighter 4 on the on the disc. There were characters locked or something locked uh, until you made the purchase. So that sounds like it was something very similar here, which um, makes me laugh a little bit that Ubisoft thought that nobody was going to find a way to break that. <laughs> yeah, it's not uncommon from for them to like preload uh, you know, files, especially like before DLC comes mm-hmm. out. Um, like that's a, a lot of the reasons why a lot of stuff was on Apex was getting leaked it was because they would have the data miners going and and find all these files that are ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally caught on uh, when they did the whole uh, Revenant release with uh, I think his name was Forge. Yeah, um, they did that whole video and mm-hmm. like they were putting leaks of him in the in the save files, but not revenant mm-hmm. and we didn't even get him we got revenant the old instead. bamboozle they miraged you green is what they did they hit you with that mirage i was so excited i wanted to try out forge too i was like oh yeah he's got like one big arm that you know like doom fist and mm. be a, a brawler type like got so excited but yeah yeah I, I don't know how well this will go, like legally, re, like repercussions wise. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure this the the modder is going to get into some get, get into some trouble for selling this mod. So probably. Oh yeah, probably. I would I would put my money down that he's going to get get in some uh, financial trouble because he's fucking some with the money. Fat legal financial money. Yeah. Problems. You, remember, you don't fuck with the money. You never, ever fuck with the money. <laughs> Especially when it comes to Ubisoft. That's their bread and butter. They <laughs> care more about that money than they do their own employees. No joke. I said it. No I said it. joke. Hey, I sign on to that statement. Hold on. I got to do it. I got to do it. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I always man. keep a pin here specifically for that meme. <laughs> I, I, I lied. I'm sorry. Uh, anything else on this Assassin's Creed Valhalla situation? Situation? No, but it'll be definitely interesting to watch and see what happens going forward. Especially if there's like some intense legal battles over it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, let's go on ahead and uh take a break then guys we'll be back in two minutes stay right there and uh we'll see you when we see you i hope you guys are enjoying the show we do this podcast to help you guys figure out what games to play when you're low on cash and help you put into perspective what all the weekly gaming news means and what it could mean for your wallet have we helped you save a little money recently if so could you do us a favor subscribe to us on youtube make sure you ring that bell and drop a like and tell a friend about us we sincerely appreciate you for watching and listening and please enjoy the rest of the show all right and we are back you guys just uh, hold on one second. I gotta I gotta get a sound effect lined up real quick. It's just Hi. gonna be such a sexy, sexy show today. Let me find. There it is. Just Andy. 
guys, we got to talk about some DOJ, some Department of Justice lawsuits. Oh, oh yeah. Can I get a oh yeah? Mm. 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 Guys. I don't think you realize just how sexy this conversation's about to get. So, we have an update to the antitrust conversations we've been having over the last several months. Um and that is that according to the Wall Street Journal, both Facebook and Google will be facing new antitrust lawsuits from the DOJ. Uh, last month, the DOJ filed their first suit against Google, which we covered. Um, and by the end of this coming January, there could be as many as four lawsuits against the two tech giants. Facebook could be seeing a lawsuit over its domination in social media markets, specifically through its purchases of Instagram and WhatsApp. And according to sources at the FTC, they are getting close to approving the antitrust suit. Um, a quick note here, it's not just the feds gearing up for legal action. The end, uh, the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, is preparing her own suit, which may not, uh, which may or may not be joint, uh, jointly filed with the FTC. Uh, Google is getting looked at by the DOJ on its own acquisitions, such as its 2008 purchase of DoubleClick, as well as its general dominance in search and advertising. Once the, and once again, uh, the feds are not alone in this as a coalition of state attorney generals in Texas and Colorado are also planning to file suit against Google. Um, there's also been a litany of cases of class action lawsuits filed against Google, one specifically brought on behalf of app purchasers and app developers, which claims that Google restricts competition in the Android mobile app market, allowing it to unfairly charge higher prices, which is the biggest consequence for our uh, listeners and their daily lives and our niche here as a whole. Um... Both Google and Facebook deny any wrongdoing, of course, and <laughs> uh, decline to comment further. Uh, on its face, Rev, what do you think? Dude, I, we've been spending so much time talking shit about Apple and everything that like, I kind of feel like maybe it's time to, to flip the script and be, and be even about this. Um, Oh, fuck Google. I'll say it. God damn what? It. What? I said it. I said what I said. They need, they, they really do. I mean, here's the thing, man. In the end, they need to realize that a lot of these, these people who are into this, you know, you know, into smaller thing, or smaller file size stuff and all, you know, the things that we, try to to help pass along in this show with messages of getting inexpensive stuff out there. You know, this idea that you're going to do things that are going to end up flipping that script and causing prices to increase because you want an extra few cents in your pocket per download when you're one of the richest fucking corporations in the world. Stop it. Stop. Get some Stop. help. Get some help. Stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Green. Ron, stop. <laughs> Green on its Sweet face. Stop. Uh, well, I don't know. It, it, there's just been so much antitrust going on. It's just like, like, who do I trust? Who, 
who do I who do I trust? Like, there's just so much antitrust going. It's it's everywhere. There is no trust um, anymore. It is only it, antitrust. It's broken. It's just negative trust. So, yeah, this one will be interesting to keep an eye on as well, uh, especially since like I'm 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 not, not denying I'm a Samsung fanboy when it comes to like cell phones, which I mean inevitably ties back to Google with the Google Play Store and shit like that. Uh, so, I mean, I'll say fuck Facebook because I don't really care for Facebook that much. Like, I am on Facebook if you guys want to check it out, but I, I, I've never been a huge fan of Facebook as it as a whole, especially with the how constantly they're changing things. Um, but yeah, it'll definitely it'll definitely be something we got to keep our eye out on. Um, because in any one of these lawsuits that like for antitrust hearings. Uh, can potentially change the gaming industry like vastly in the future. So in a so, negative way, you know, in a in a bad way. If you're used to it now, mm. and something happens, and it's like, oh well, you can no longer buy, you know, mobile games on Google Plus or or uh, Google Play. You know that if you're a mobile gamer, that's going to affect you. So. Yeah, it's, you know, just something that you you really got to be mindful of. Yeah, and I mean, it can also affect, you know, in terms of, like, Google's advertising, they obviously have a bunch of uh, services, um, right? So Google Stadia or the Google Play Store, right? If there's a game that you're looking at and it's on there, you know, they they could, you know, it could be... at the end of these lawsuits, it could be illegal for them to prioritize that content or the, that those platforms over anything else in your search results. Um, so the last time we did talk about these antitrust uh, situations, I I mentioned that you don't you shouldn't expect any quick or immediate developments. These kinds of lawsuits are very 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 slow and could take almost a decade. Um, I haven't seen a lot of legal strategies or arguments that are going to be in play. And honestly, even if I had, I wouldn't be able to tell you how effective or correct they would be. I am not a lawyer. I had, I think I've said this before, I've had one law class that I passed pretty well. I mean, I I did pretty well in that law class, but I'm not a lawyer. Never done the LSAT, never done the pre-law, never done, never even looked at legal school. <laughs> Lost you're, you're like that. You're like that guy that took one psych class, and now you understand how everybody's mental health works. I at least try to admit, though, that I have a competent enough understanding in media and communications that I can keep myself out of trouble. Antitrust and like big massive business shit i have no idea <laughs> no idea like the right these are multi-billion dollar companies and and this is federal law like this is way past me so find some good trusted uh, sources the new york times wall street journal Washington Post. Although if it ever comes to Amazon, don't trust the Washington Post because the Washington Post is owned by Amazon. Um, (laughs) But maybe the LA Times, you know, some of those bigger national newspapers. Or some of us call it the La Times. 
for us cultured, our cultured people who grew up in a Hispanic household. Uh, well, yeah, and then of course, if when it comes to you know, it's it's not the end y times, it's the ni times. Yeah, the knights who say ni times. <laughs> we are the knights of ni times. Times. Or the the wash poo. <laughs> yes. The the wapu. The wapu. The the bost gloob. <laughs> I like that one. The boost it says lube. Or the, the Washington <laughs> football team. Uh, <laughs> or what what would the Chicago Tribune be? I don't know. That one's pretty cultured. We'll 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 leave it as it is. <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty close to Canada, so like the, the, the like the Chicago Tribune, eh? <laughs> the the, uh, the chic trib <laughs> I don't know <laughs> alright I think we've uh, beat that joke to death and a half um, do you guys want to go on to our next story do it to it Lars mm, um, mm. one second I apparently forgot to uh, uh, to put this in the proper place, so I am it, doing it on the fly. Is that something that would technically be on the The birds bar. work for the bourgeoisie. Was that green? Is that something that would technically be on the bingo card? Which one? Oh. I don't know. I, I'll leave that up to you. Anyways. Uh, refer to the bingo card. Refer to the bingo card. Guys, don't forget to fill out your bingo cards. I think we probably would have had a couple... Between um, this show and last week, we might have already had a bingo. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, we said fuck Apple. I know that. I've had a sexual innuendo. Multiple. Always. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have mentioned Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squirrel Stapler. Uh, <sighs> oh, this one is Danny goes to the wrong scene. So I haven't done that yet today. Have you forgotten to change the topic? I forgot to put one in, but I just changed the right topic here, which okay. this topic Perfect. is uh, related to all the CPU uh, GPU shortages we've uh, been experiencing, um, which all I've got to really say here is it must be 2015 again because crypto bros are back and ruining the tech market for everyone. Yay. Yeah. 2015, baby. Um, according to a report from Barron's, NVIDIA sold $175 million worth of Ampere GPUs to crypto miners. A quote from their investor call uh, for the quarter in review, NVIDIA sold at least $175 million worth of new generation GPUs to Ethereum miners, helping that out performance. The analyst has guided sales to miners to come in at $150 million for the quarter. So, uh, yeah, if you have been trying to buy a new NVIDIA GPU, you know, 30 series GPU and can't because they're all sold out, not only are scalpers getting them, but the people who have giant server farms mining Ethereum. Uh, apparently, the big rush has been because of a change coming to Ethereum, uh, one of the crypto major cryptocurrencies. I think it's like the top five. Um Miners need to update their farms ASAP and picked all the cards they could get. Um, this is why they can't have nice things. Right. Yep. I, again, dude, I, I just saw this and I'm like, this was this was 2015. Literally, this was 2015. This is what happened in 2015. Was crypt was Bitcoin miners got a fucking hard on 
and Bitcoin tried to build as many so machines big. as they could. What's that? They're like, oh, Bitcoin is going to be so big in five years. When did that happen? Wait, wait, where are the fucking results, Marty McFly? I mean, I Bitcoin is worth like 10 Gs. It is, but like they're like, oh, it'll be used everywhere. Like how, how when... When was the last time you went to the store and you uh, used your Bitcoin at the fucking Bitcoin reader? Like they were saying was going to happen in the next five years back in 2015. Oh, it's way too unstable for that. Exactly. It's. uh, I will say this, though. It is at its, I mean, it is at its highest point since 2017 when it was at its highest. I mean, it's literally at the second highest point it's ever been. I had to, I had the option. I, uh, the reason why I'm so fucking salty <laughs> is because at, in two, I think it was 2011 or 2012, I had the option to purchase like 100 Bitcoin for like $80. Tisk, fucking tisk, my guy. I wow. Know. I was playing RuneScape and some guy was like, you should check out this thing, this stuff called Bitcoin. I'm like, that's a fucking joke. That's not going to turn into anything. I could have been a fucking millionaire living in a yacht off the Atlantic, just chilling. Living no. in a yacht. No actual home, just on a yacht. On a yacht with like fine bitches, like <laughs> <laughs> on the yacht. <laughs> I, I, uh, let me be clear. I lost it at fine bitches. Let, let me be clear. I love my life. I wouldn't trade it for anything, including a yacht full of bitches. Hey, McKenna, so, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on this yacht full of bitches? She'd be like, "Hell yeah, I will climb aboard, good sir." Yeah, so. I uh, when I was researching this story yesterday, I decided to start looking at the prices of some of these other cryptocurrencies because Bitcoin's not the only one. Dogecoin has never gotten above a dollar. And Did you say that right? That's Doge coin. Doge. Doge. Fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> Doge. I, I will like, mute you. The Doge game. <laughs> so that has never gotten above a dollar, and I'm really tempted to maybe turn my machine to mining it for a little bit, and uh, just wait on it, like sit on it. You know, maybe maybe get like a hundred of them and just wait. You know what? What's the what's the matter of just waiting? Put them on an SD card. I do have to say that like Dogecoin, go, uh, little uh, Dogecoin probably won't go anywhere because it legitimately is a a meme. I know currency. So like, yeah, Danny is telling you to buy them all. Don't fucking buy them all. Oh no! It's like it's literally like the the price of it. I looked it up. It's like the twenty four hour high was zero point zero zero three six of a dollar. Gander on my Robin Hood app. Um, yeah, that was like that's twenty four hour high. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, like thirty six thousandths of a dollar. <laughs> Woo. Um. Yeah. So right now, I mean, I'm when I see this story about yeah, Nvidia just selling all of these cards, knowingly selling these cards, which I I can't necessarily fault them, but I'm pissed because I ran into this exact same situation in 2015 when I built my first PC. <laughs> Literally every all of the cards were either sold out or the prices were jacked up because Bitcoin miners needed the cards. <laughs> and here I am building my second PC. 
<laughs> and I'm stuck with the same situation and it's not like I can do anything because it's either Nvidia or AMD and they're both, I guarantee AMD is going to be doing the exact same thing, selling basically directly to their fucking Bitcoin miners and there's no other choices out there. <laughs> Ethereum is on a really high uh, increase this year. Yeah, like Ethereum, I think. Uh, yeah, as, as I say, it's over a hundred, over four hundred dollars worth of uh, increase. Woof. It's at five. It's it's fluttering around five hundred and ninety four dollars and fifty cents. What was it? I think it was like Monero that I saw that was like right hundred, right around a hundred dollars. Mm. Bitcoin Cash, two ninety one. Uh, Bitcoin SV is 170. Dogecoin is fluttering right around 0.0034. Oh, and it went Light down. Yeah, Litecoin. <laughs> Litecoin is fluttering around $86.18. Yeah. Damn. Ethereum Classic. Ethereum Classic is a 625. So if you want to hit up on the Classic, you know. What's classic. the difference between Ethereum and Ethereum Classic? Is no the, it's just sugar idea. free? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's classic light. Made with real cane light sugar too. and cocaine. Oh, so cocaine. cocaine. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get all that cocaine from using my Ethereum. <laughs> What's up, I put Silk cocaine in these pierogies. I put cocaine in the pierogies. <laughs> Ethereum is like vine like ethereum classic is like vine ethereum new is like tiktok <laughs> or is ethereum new bite because <laughs> because it's like bitcoin would be tiktok because it's like the most relevant micro content consumption site but it has nothing to do with but no no no, no, no. Bite, bitcoin is twitter oh god well yeah it is a dumpster fire sometimes <laughs> i guess but it's like you know the 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 classic versus the original is is like bite and uh what is uh vine god i never used vine i always forget oh, what it was called vine. vine was so fucking good loved it okay um <laughs> anything else on the gpu shortages green you want to say anything about it the only thing i can really think of is that uh uh college humor video mm. uh, if google was a person mm -hmm. and it's like that sleazy guy in the suits just like what is bitcoin how how buy bitcoin how much bitcoin worth how to sell Bitcoin. That's all I can think of. I don't know why. It's just that's how my brain works. So it's rip pretty shitty. Like, yeah, rip, rip. Ripperoni uh, pizza there. But yeah, like it, it's shitty that it's happening. Like I don't, I, I, I'm not necessarily surprised. It's pretty shitty for the average consumer as well. You know, me being an average consumer. But I mean, what can you do? Like, I can't really be pissed at, at NVIDIA for doing it. I mean, no, they got to make their bread. Yeah. Same as Google and Apple. They got to make their bread. Yeah. Like, like I said, I can't necessarily be mad and, you know, but I'm still frustrated. Um, guys, we just just again, let's, you know, put on some uh, put on some Marvin Gaye. Right. We got mm. we got. Just another sexy, sexy discussion here. Let's get it on. <laughs> Edgy Pie stepping down as the FCC chair. Like I said, there's a lot of legal and policy news this week, uh, but we want to keep you guys informed um, on these types of things because they do affect your wallet. 
Um, so Ajit Pai, the FCC chairman and poster child for American corporatism, will be stepping down on January 20th. Uh, he was appointed to the position by the Trump administration in 2017. His quote here, it has been an honor of a, it has been the honor of a lifetime to serve as the Federal Communication Commission's uh, chair or serve at the Federal Communications uh commission including as the chairman of the fcc over the past four years i am grateful to president trump for giving me the opportunity to lead the agency in 2017 to the pre to a president obama for appointing me as a commissioner as a commissioner in 2012 and to senate majority leader mitch mcconnell in the senate for twice confirming me to be the first asian american to chair the fcc uh has been a particular privilege as long as as often as I say, only in America. Um, during his time as the FCC, ch <laughs> as chair of the FCC, um, his most impactful action was, of course, the deregulation of net neutrality, a principle that has, uh, that has, that basically says that all internet traffic should be treated impartially by the internet service providers, regardless of the source of the traffic. Also, I know you look defeated there that I read over your little uh, note, um, but we're not we're not giving them we're not giving them that free that many freebies. Um, so a quick kind of like overview of net neutrality, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but basically the principle in effect would prevent large providers from charging more for services they didn't directly profit from or would rather stifle an example of this would be Verizon, who Ajit Pai was previously an attorney for, funny how that works, um, for, uh, it would prevent them from slowing down traffic from Vox Media because Vox competes with Huffington Post, who is owned by Verizon. Um, this policy of net neutrality does also have some negatives for consumers most notably um, providers can't support their products by giving it favorable treatment um, like how AT&T would allow customers who also have direct TV to stream that content without accounting against their monthly data allowance um, there are other deals that have been made between content providers like YouTube and some other um, wireless and, and internet service providers um, personally, I think there's a good middle ground here where you can say ISPs can't stifle, slow down, or block traffic from competitors, um, but they can give some preferential treatment to other traffic. I think there's a good, there's, you know, if you're, if you are like a direct TV customer and you want to stream direct TV to your phone, I think it's great if AT&T wants to give you high speed internet to your phone regardless of your data cap or not you know charge that against your data allowance for the month i think that's perfectly fine um but i do disagree with the idea that comcast who owns nbc wants to slow down traffic coming from netflix right that's no bueno so i think there is personally i think there's a good medium there so back to the big picture um biden will uh be appointing a new chair to the fcc and depending on who it is and what the biden administration wants to do we might see some changes to what isps can and cannot do 
maybe potentially they could institute some policies or loosen regulations or tighten regulations that could provide for resources uh, for rural for rural and lower income communities to get better services in their areas. Um, this also, of course, I, I'm, I know I'm talking specifically about internet, but it also does affect your wireless. Um, so your phone providers, it also affects cable and radio and TV. So keep all that stuff in mind. Um, it also affects like satellite. So if you have satellite uh, TV or satellite uh, internet, um, the FCC controls all of that. Uh, green. Want to get your opinion on this first, and then we'll go to Rev, and then I got my my final thoughts on it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of I'm kind of like numb about it. You know, it's like I, I mean these chairs, you know, change at the drop of a hat. Almost every every uh, you know new presidential seat. Um, I didn't like get huge into this guy. Like, I, like I'm, I'm not really like knowledgeable on this. Like, what he's done, what he hasn't done, and uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see like who Biden appoints. Um, because I know like a lot of policies like Obama put in into place. You know, and quintessentially Biden took part in as well i didn't really find favorable um like the patriot patriot act <clears throat> but uh we'll definitely have to keep an eye on it see see who's uh who he's appoints and what their actual stance is with the with especially when it comes to net neutrality um as well as a lot of other policies that the fcc has put in place especially like uh curse words like kids are desensitized now a lot of them say fuck, and they're not even twelve. <laughs> and I, well, what, what not. What if you want me, you pussy? What not only that, I fucked your mom last night. <laughs> Ten years old, balls haven't even dropped yet. Yeah. See, not I only that, but you. you know, the president cursed on air. You know, huge. That's just huge. It's just they don't rush. They don't want to fuck with us. He said that live on the Rush Limbaugh program. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, where's his fine, FCC? Where's his thirty thousand dollar fine? Huh? I'd have fined him. <laughs> I would have fined him too. Um, I think most people really know Ajit Pai for his cringy fucking like Christmas video that he did um, when he announced that he was deregulating net neutrality and he had fucking like Nerf blasters and fucking uh, like. Um, uh, 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 what am I thinking? Fidget spinners in his hands. Like he just sat there. Yeah, like, oh, he had one in each hand. Eh. Which is <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. He, he, the FCC chair position holds kind of like a special place in my head because I work in radio and I do a bunch of shit on the internet. So it's like he affects a lot of what I do or what I can do legally uh, for work and stuff like that. Um, Rev, what's your thought? Um, one of this, so this is going to be actually uh, one of the things that kind of concerns me uh, moving forward is 
the whoever's going to be appointed next might take the job a little more seriously. And when they do there, you might see like a massive crackdown on everything that's been going on on live streaming with like the DMCA stuff. Like you, you, you never know. You may see, you may see somebody else come in and, you know, shut down this because let, let's face, let's face it. Like in the grand scheme of things, live stream entertainment like this are pretty, pretty fair game. Like, you get to skirt by TOS sometimes with certain things. And then like, sometimes it's like up for interpretation and all kinds of stuff. So I'm kind of worried that whoever comes in next might actually look at like what's been going on with, because like Jeff Bezos getting called out on Capitol Hill in Congress, like during that, the antitrust hearings um, about DMCA complaints and copyrighted music being played by broadcasters and stuff. And he was like kind of embarrassed because he had no idea what they were talking about because you know, let's face facts. Amazon doesn't really care what Twitch is doing as long as Twitch doesn't break any laws, right? Um, which, in essence, they kind of are by allowing. Well, they were by allowing streamers to do this. Um, and I'm I'm worried that the next chair might actually look at that and say, "Well, during these antitrust hearings, this was a question that he didn't even have answers to. We need to start cracking down on this because, you know, legally speaking, all these other people are losing money because they're yada yada, you know, that whole thing." Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I'm actually kind of nervous about that. Uh, because if he does appoint somebody that's been paying attention, it's kind of one of the bigger things that have been happening in any kind of broadcasting media since, you know, over the last few months, at least relevant in our lives. But aside from that, it's just like, I don't know. I, so I, I, I don't want somebody to be able, I, I don't want somebody to allow uh, practices that are going to result in borderline monopolization. Yeah. So in terms of the DMCA stuff, a lot of that really isn't the FCC's purview. They handle mostly they they there are they do handle some of like the content situations, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. they they handle the safe har- harbor laws, you know, what can and can't be said on the air, um especially public airwaves. Really mostly public airwaves. That's the big deal. Um mm-hmm. airwaves that can be like you can accidentally make a radio, right? Like in everyone can everyone can get radio and TV over the air for free. Um, And that's the reason why it's content is governed like that. When it comes to digital content, that's not a huge deal. Right. I we swear like sailors on the fucking show. Right. (laughs) And no one can stop us because this is this is not something that is being publicly distributed over the air now if this was somehow picked up by a radio station right if a radio station was syndicating us then that would be a problem the radio station or we would have to produce content that covered and censored that up um the dmca stuff that would be something that's handled by the courts and really the big the the uh, RAII and rights holders would have to go and start putting those disputes into courts and then the courts would have to fine the violators which in this case would be the streamers and Twitch mm-hmm. um, that way again I'm not like I'm not a lawyer but that's my general understanding of what would happen there um, so, if you, go ahead uh, I was just going to ask, like, from from what you from what you do know, do you have any you have any uh, answer to what's stopping somebody in the future from blanketing live broadcasts on, say, Twitch? You know, like like internet streaming as opposed to airwaves streaming. 
what's what's to stop somebody from slapping regulations on us the same and blanketing us under the same laws and everything that they are under like you know what you can say and can't say and and whatnot online as a like well like through through a vi- like through a visible medium you know like not just like typing on a forum or something but like through video or or mm-hmm. broad like actual like live broadcasting what's to what, what's to stop them from including this under that same blanket as far as i know nothing <laughs> that's why i'm worried yeah and <laughs> i don't and i don't think that would happen though i think here in the states i don't think that would necessarily happen now in europe i know there's some other issues um the eu's communication i know that they've had uh a lot of fears of that happening in the eu but i don't think it would happen in the states um, and, and to be fair, you know, I mean, the, the states are probably not going to be putting any kind of hindrances on people who are making money for the U.S. government. And we all get taxed on this if we're making money. So I guess there is that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, that would actually be something I would have to, like, ask my company's corporate lawyer <laughs> or, like, do some reading on on that kind of stuff. Um, so I think I think that might actually be kind of an important like, – I think that might just be important information to have regardless of what happens moving forward, like like what's stopping them from do- – because surely there's got to be a reason. You know I mean? I don't know if it's like – because like technically what's happening now is like free speech as opposed to a like scripted program put out by a company you know, or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so my, my kind of final thoughts, and I, I kind of – that, that is a great question, Rev, and I don't know the uh, legal questions to that. I'll have to actually research that. Um, my focus really is on net neutrality. My opinion is I hope whoever come, becomes the next chair will take the middle ground on net neutrality, mm-hmm. allowing companies to favor their content through free streaming, while also not allowing companies to stifle traffic that comes you know that they want to stifle. And if they do, I hope they face very severe fines in doing so. Um, I think the biggest reason since deregulation, and I'll be straight honest here real quick, I know I say I want the middle ground. It, my my second is net neutrality. I don't want it completely deregulated. And I think the main reason things didn't go to complete shit in the last four years since deregulation of net neutrality is because a lot of these internet service providers also own a bunch of media companies, right? Comcast owns NBC, Verizon owns HuffPost, and Yahoo, and Engadget, and AT&T owns uh, DirecTV, right? Like they, uh, everybody in communications owns, they're they're not, they're not monopolistic really in terms of like, oh, all these companies, some of them are like Time Warner are, but like they're not like monopolistic and like there's only one company that owns all of ISPs. They just own every part of communications, right? Like they own, you know, like Intercom, CBS is owned by somebody. Cox, I know specifically Cox. Um, Cox Cable owns uh, radio stations and they own TV stations. I'm sorry, who owns radio stations and TV stations? Cox. He said one more time for me. Cox. Yes. Okay. And just verifying, just wanted yeah. to make sure. I knew. So right. yeah, Cox. Cox. <laughs> um, oh, I'm shopping so, for like, new right, chairs they... as we speak. <laughs> so like, right? They own. They own. Like, um, what's what's the proper word? Um, laterally. Like they own, laterally all own a lot, 
And I think the big re- like getting back to my point here, I think the big reason that we didn't see things go to complete shit is because as soon as you, one of those companies fired the first shot, it was all going to go to hell. Right. Mm-hmm. It, as soon as Comcast started like throttling Yahoo and HuffPo, Verizon was going to throttle everything from NBC and, and vice versa. It was kind of a world. I think it was kind of like a World War One situation. I think nobody wanted to fire that first shot because they, everyone knew they were going to get fucked. Uh, that we know of. Because like, I don't like the like the major like cable ISPs all have like an agreement on like regional segments. So like, Cox has a certain side of the map. Uh, Comcast is a certain section of the map, and then like MediaCom and and all those. And like, if you look at a map, yeah, if you look at a map, they have like an actual segmented like, hey, this is our area. I agree on that. We'll be in this area, you know, with like regions that overlap for competition. And like, it's a legitimate thing. Like they they are, oh yeah they have an agreement of a region, and like with those overlapping segments, so there's competition yeah so like if you're in an area that's like dead center cox you're stuck with cox they gerrymandered it (laughs) (laughs) yeah no they just wiggled it in there Mm -hmm. and like if you're there you're there you're stuck yeah with the cox yeah no i mean that is a huge problem and Another massive problem that we really do see, and this is, again, one of those things that the FCC would have some control over, is um, the rights to build infrastructure in order to provide service, right? Um, We'll just take Verizon, for example, right? Verizon has to build these massive towers. They have to... um, they have to get like rights to all the frequencies and you know okay you're going to be on this tower how high can your satellites be up how are they tuned which way can they face are they interfering with other towers in the area all that stuff the fcc controls um so the it could be that like an fcc a new fcc head could um come on in and say okay hey we're gonna like loosen up some of these regulations or we're going to allow some of these smaller companies an opportunity to come in um or you know we're gonna do this differently and maybe we could see some new companies come in um there's also it's it's a big huge complicated mess that that affects some of that stuff and the companies the companies have so much fucking money that they can that they can kind of bully or as i said before maybe install people into the department to get things done like i said Aji pie was a former corporate lawyer for verizon kind of um like i said the poster child for corporatism in america <laughs> Uh, and I didn't see where Pi is going after this. Um, so I don't know if he's going back to Verizon with a nice cushy pay grade. But I would not be surprised. Like all of a sudden he's got a nice executive lawyer job and uh, making an extra 20 G's 
or not 20 G's, 200 G's on top of what he was making before as a, as a lawyer. I wouldn't be surprised by that. So, Agreed. It, it's, it's a big, complicated mess. There's a lot of shit that the FCC controls and um, it, it, it will affect your day-to-day life if, uh, depending on um, you know, how they decide on things like net neutrality and, you know, how they're going to you know who they're going to allow set up in different areas. Um, of course, the companies have to be able to invest that inf- invest that, that that capital into making that infrastructure. Um, so, if you are looking at like in my area, I'm on communications, right? Like they have to, you know, they have to they have to build that infrastructure. They have to they have to lay that that cable down. They have to set up those satellite dishes and all that stuff that all has to be done they have to pay for that so that's another big problem that we we see is that it's not it's not a huge deal for verizon to run cable out somewhere right but a smaller a smaller company they have to pay for those permits and they have to pay for um the people to lay it down and they're not a huge massive conglomerate that has a bunch of subsidies or not subsidies uh subsidiaries that makes up those costs so Anything else on on this particular topic? No, no. I pretty much said my piece on it. With the the, the what kind of worries me moving forward. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I don't really have much right now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna keep my eye out on who the new chair is gonna be. I have a feeling it, the FCC. Everyone in the almost everyone in the FCC, as I understand it, has connections to um, the private industry. Like they kind of go from private industry into the FCC. Um, Mm -hmm. So hopefully we don't get another poster child for corporatism where what's good for the industry and not necessarily consumer is put ahead of, or, you know, is is what is done. So, all right. Anything else uh, on the show guys? No, sir. No, I think that about covers everything. The Danny K show featuring moderate, uh, commentary from green elite and rev <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah that's uh that's about what we got here today so um green elite what's coming up on your channel um i have some uh big news coming up soon uh so just keep an eye out um i can't i, can't, I haven't really decided on whether i want to talk about it yet or not um we'll, we'll see we'll see uh so just keep an eye out on my twitter for sure at, at least the twitter um I don't know exactly what I'm going to be planning on playing here in the next week, but um, probably more Call of Duty and uh, Apex for sure. Apex has got me really hooked, especially with playing playing a lot with Rev. So, it, dude, I've been having so much fun with season uh, season seven. It's, it's been a blast having so much fun. Uh, but yeah, you can catch me out on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite. Um, my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff is. Uh, Mr. Greenlee, except for Instagram, which is TTV Mr. Greenlee, um, because some guy picked the name before me and I can't get it. So, super depresso. Yeah. Excellent, guys. Go check him out. Of course, links are always in the description. Refsven, Padre, what's coming up on your yes. channel? Let me spit that straw out. Coming up on my channel, uh, I have officially started. Uh, be, I officially started a, a set schedule for full-time content creation as of yesterday. Um, so coming up for me uh, tomorrow, we're actually doing something special because uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays, I'll be streaming twice a day. Um, 
And tomorrow we're going to be breaking out the Bob's Burgers cookbook finally and cooking the sympathy for the deviled egg burger that has deviled eggs in the burger. And delicious. And then tomorrow night, um, tomorrow night will likely be Apex with with uh, with the friendos. If anybody wants in on some Apex tomorrow night, um, and then after that, I'll be streaming mornings uh, on days that are not Monday or Wednesday. Um, and I had this game that was uh, full disclosure was given to me. Um, I, I gosh, I need give me just one second while I pull the uh, the actual name of the the studio uh it's called seer isle or sears isle it's by nova box they're the same ones that made the uh across the grooves that some people have seen me play the visual novel about the music and everything was really really good um and this one's an interactive uh visual novel that also has twitch integration into it so uh, i'm going to start with that coming up and then kind of see where things go from there um i would like to continue danganronpa but i feel like it's just going to be a very lengthy game and it may just not be in the cards for me right now so aside from that if you want you can literally find me anywhere uh, on the interwebs at revsfin tv or if you just want you can actually go to mylinks.gg forward slash revsfin it has everything you could ever want to know about me in there including my anus size yes really yeah it's in there somewhere it's hidden it's hidden (laughs) it's hidden Look for it, but it's there. Um, about it. <laughs> coming up on my channel, I'm not quite sure. Uh, probably playing more Fallout 4. Um, yeah, I'm still not quite sure what all I want to play right now. I'm I'm still kind of feeling like this lull. Uh, my PC is is really showing its age right now. Um, so we'll we'll see what all I will uh, try out and won't try out. Um, I am working on the YouTube channel, so I, if you guys haven't yet, go subscribe over there because I am doing a not-for-broadcast uh, playthrough, Let's Play, over there. Uh, so you guys can join me for uh, over there. I'm trying out some other games, uh, including I have a video of uh, Dark Fracture Prologue on there. Uh, so you guys can check out all that stuff. Um, other than that... Uh, yeah, Revson? Real quick news on not for broadcast since you actually mentioned it. Uh, episode the official episode two is going to be coming out in January. Dope, 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 dope. Um. So, uh, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Danny K D A N I E C A E. You guys can also find me on Instagram under the same handle. Uh, if you guys miss any part of the show, you guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Um, if you guys like what we do and want to help support the show, there are a couple ways to do it. Uh, first off, because I, I didn't want to almost forget this, if you guys want to help support the show, you can leave a comment on the YouTube video. That really helps uh, us out with the algorithm. So go on ahead and answer this question of the week if you want to help us out. And that is, what were your Black Friday pickups? What deals did you snag? What games did you uh, did you pull in? And uh, what were some sweet deals that you guys uh, got? so make sure you guys answer that you guys can also leave us a like and subscribe and ring the bell on youtube you guys the number one way though that you guys can help us out with is by telling your friends so go on 50 likes and i play a stupid horror game that's true yeah on this episode do it do it and we'll we'll give you guys the we'll we're gonna make this we're gonna make this hard right it's 50 likes by the next episode of the podcast you have seven days to get 50 likes on this video 
Seven days. Seven days. I don't think they can do it. I don't Stop think antagon- antagonizing them, Danny. I know what you're doing. You won't, I, pussy. You do, it. do it. I I don't think I don't think that they can pull 50, 50 likes on this in seven days. I don't believe it. You're doing this on purpose, and I don't like it. <laughs> Damn right I am. Um, so yeah, that's the that's all the ways you guys can help and support the show. Um, yeah, I think that's it, guys. Anything else that we wanted to mention? Anything else we wanted to say? Other than I love you, no. All right. I always, I never stop loving you, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Alright guys, have a good week. Stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fight, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye!